Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to our Avengers Infinity War uh, review. Um, if you have not seen the movie yet, go ahead and just press stop now because we are going to, as we say, spoil the shit out of it. Um, on the line tonight, I have uh, the two people from the Marvel Hacks as well as the Game of Thrones podcast. On the line tonight is the Sandman. Sandman, tell me what's happening. Konnichiwa, fellow Avengers. What's going on? That's right. We are, have assembled the whole team, or not the whole team, but the Marvel Hacks team. And on the line tonight is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hey, what's up? We made it. Yes, we did. We did <laughs> make it through. Um, we are going to, again, spoil this, but I'm going to throw you all a real quick thing for people that, you know, if you listen to this podcast before, and um, like I just want to give you a, a look behind the curtain. We instituted probably about a year and a half ago where we could produce more content if we just had two people on the podcast. But as the producer of said podcast, I try to have at least three people on the line because a lot of times what will happen is if uh, Brother Beavis and I do a podcast or even if Sandman and I do a podcast, we really just wind up agreeing with each other and it just turns into um, like a circle jerk for an hour. Like, yep. <laughs> and it doesn't really yeah. make for interesting podcasts. So I think, it's a, I think it's a Dutch rudder if you have two guys. Just two people. <laughs> Add it to the Urban Dictionary. So yeah, so we usually try to get a third person in there, particularly Hutch, because he has you know different takes. Okay. All that being said, welcome to our hour of circle jerk or Dutch rudder. Avengers Infinity War is not going to get much of a disagreement between the three of us. Um, we, uh, Sandman was up first and saw it Thursday night, uh, as well as Brother Beavis. And then I had to wait all the way until Saturday to see it. Uh, but all of us have seen it multiple times already. And so we're just going to sing all kinds of praises on this movie. And, um, you know, haters be darned, uh, basically. And I got one of those things. I just saw a tweet from somebody a little while ago, and I'll talk about it near the end. So, yeah, that's where we are. So welcome to the Dutch Rotter. All right. Um, the movie's making a bunch of money. I think Sandman sent the text out earlier today. It was like $250 million on its opening weekend, breaking the record from, I think, The Force Awakens or whatever. We know it's going to make a, bu a bunch of money. Black Panther, you're going to be very short-lived as the number third grossing movie of all time because this is going to pass you. Uh, in days, probably, as opposed to weeks. So, I, you know what? I'm just going to jump straight into it. Let's just kind of go. The movie comes in on a cold opening, and at that point, I knew something was wrong because the movies usually open up with the, the Marvel theme music, and it did not. It jumped in cold, and I was like, uh-oh, there's going to be a problem here. And it ties together the end of Thor 3, or the tag from Thor 3 at the end of the credits, and the beginning of this movie. So... Uh, we get the introduction to the uh, to uh, Thanos and his crew. Uh, is it the Dark Order or the Black Order? <laughs> of all of all podcasts to get that wrong, it's the Black Order. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of all podcasts. Yeah, but yeah, it's the Black Order. Uh, we get this kind of a, a voiceover about what's going on, and then we get our do our get our first death, at least that we get to see. Uh, or, which is Heimdall, um, <laughs> uh, which is really kind of interesting that the black guy gets it first. And uh, so opening scene, you know, what you got, Brother B? Uh, I guess the the one thing that struck me, like, so they, one of the things about this movie is they make it feel like it was worth your while 
to have watched the other however many movies. And like you said, this picks up right with uh, basically the con- conclusion of Ragnarok. And so one of the complaints I had about that movie is they're like, well, we had to have Hela kill people in order to make an impact. But those those kills were like so, like, they were so quick and like so, like, uh, getting squash victories sure. over Sunday night scrubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and, sure about. Yeah. yeah, I felt like this is, yeah, this actually had gravity because you have people that are like, you know, they're making choices. Like Heimdall knows what's going to happen at this point. Uh, you know, and, and Heimdall knows what's going to happen. Loki knows what's going to happen. And these are choices they make. And they, this is like, this is how you get somebody over. And so our introduction to Thanos is all about saying like, hey, we weren't just screwing around with all these teaser trailers. This is your villain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and literally, even though we got a, a short shot of him in certain scenes, you really kind of get this full shot of him and the power that he wields, not just with the Infinity Stone. And, you know, we'll get to Loki's death here momentarily, but before that happens, you know, we get a chance to see the Hulk try to take on the big bad, and the Hulk gets washed, like, completely. Uh, it, was, it was really, really, yeah, he did get punked. I mean, he got some offense. It's not like he didn't get offense. Uh, it's a great line by, I guess, uh, God, I can't remember my Black Order people now. He was like, let him have his fun. You know, he just took his... Ebony Maw, yeah. Yeah, Ebony yeah. Maw. He took the measure of the Hulk and was like, all right, you're done? Okay, bap, bap, bap. And then got the freaking Lex Luger slammed to the ground. And I was going to say Tony Atlas. <laughs> Noted. And he gets slammed to the ground, and then that's it. And then Heimdall sends him off the earth, and we'll get to that here in a second. But, yeah, I mean, just a great opening scene to the movie. Uh, a great introduction to the Black Order. And I had this note here. I mean, could save it for later, too. But I was sitting there thinking as I watched it the second time, I was like, y'all could have did this movie with the Black Order without Thanos. Um, really, yeah. because they they were presented at least as a credible villain that could hold their own. And so you probably could have even held them in there. So, yeah, so just a great opening scene. Uh, Sandman opening scene, anything that stuck out. Now, Sandman's seen this movie three times, by the way. Yeah, well, I had to uh, leave the BBS since. But you been with us on the comics, y'all you already know, so I ain't going to dwell yeah. on that. Yeah, um, yeah. this movie does not, yes, and I'm endlessly paid for it every, every week. <laughs> um, this movie does not talk around, excuse my French, it's literally... Thor 3 drives up to the end, um, up to the very beginning of this movie, and they continue on. They literally um, introduce us to the, the stakes. There are people dead at the beginning here. Uh, you've got the Black Order already have done their job, and they already introduced the big man just like that. I was shocked. You just said it earlier that they brought him in that quickly. I mean, they and the whole thing with Hulk getting punked, they want to lay down the rules now that this is the big bad and he is here and he's fucking shit up. <laughs> I was just, I was just amazed by it, you know, how, how hard it hit and was happy though that they did that. Cause yeah, they, like I said, they just came in, laid down the rules say, all right, the movie's here and if any more done, let's get on with it. So bravo. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, five minutes into the movie, you're sitting back in your seat like, well, well, dang. The Hulk just got his ass beat. Um, <laughs> Loki is dead. Uh, right, Isaac right. is dead. 
Yeah, you know, so we have to talk about Loki's death. And, you know, again, Loki's died a couple of times in these movies, and he keeps popping back up, you know, is it legit or whoever. And we'll talk about Avengers 4 much later on. But, yeah, just a, a great opening scene, and then we shift from space. And, and, they, and they, don't even, they don't even, like, uh, they don't even dwell on it here, but they actually cut out the first, uh, the first thing. He has a stone at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so he, uh, yeah, yeah. They right. explain it later, but they cut that part out. It's like, mm, no, nah, they don't need to see that. That's not worth seeing. So they cut right through. <laughs> he's got he's got the gauntlet. He's got one stone, and he gets the second one from the from the uh, the cosmic cube. What do they call it in yeah. this? The tesseract. The tesseract. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to come back later, by the way. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, Heimdall uses the last bit of dark magic or whatever to transport the Hulk's beat down corpse back to Earth. Uh, and so the scene shifts to Earth. There's a whole thing with Tony and um, Pepper or whatever. And I think they're engaged. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. I think they're engaged. But he lands in the Sanctum Sanctorum at Doctor Strange. As, excuse me, as Bruce Banner, he's like, you know, Thanos is coming. And then Doctor Strange brings Tony back to the Sanctum Sanctorum, and they go through this, you know, tell me what his name is again and what this is all about. And, you know, he's like, hey, you need to, um, who, who can we call? Like, you know, we got to figure out this thing about vision and the stone. Who knows how to get the vision? Like, Brad probably cast. He's like, oh, wait, he's got a, um, like a time stone, or he's got a, uh, a flip phone to call Steve, <laughs> which is a call back to the end of Civil War. And, like, that, are one of y'all outside? Yeah. No. Inside. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. okay. So I was like, man, you got the top down? All right, so, um, <laughs> They um so yeah so they go back to uh he's gonna call them but before he can call Steve uh, New York is under attack again and then we get Ebony Maw who's that Red Dwarf I think is that his name that's Black Dwarf I think Black is his Dwarf name. <laughs> yeah okay yeah who's he gotta be black okay yeah <laughs> I know I said the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. so um he's there they're saying yeah we want the the time stone that Doctor Strange has and then we get this big battle with Doctor Strange Iron Man who move to the uh, nanite armor now, like where he can just kind of, you know, bring it up whenever he wants to. And we get this big battle in the streets as well as if they have one of their ships coming there and Spider-Man gets pulled into this as well. We get the introduction back to the Iron Spider costume that he never put on in the Homecoming movie, but it gets the call back there. And we'll talk about the Iron Spider stuff here in a little bit too. And you get this second opening scene with a little bit of a battle and a fight as well, you know, what do you think of the new armor and then the the fight in the streets of New York, brother? Beaver? The um, the one thing that stood out to me is like uh, without any other aspects of the Marvel universes around, I don't think we really got a sense of Doctor Strange, and I think yeah. he mm-hmm. comes off really really great in this movie once yeah. he's like cast against right. the rest of the heroes, and you get a sense of scale of what he knows, what he can do. It's funny to see him like call out people for their egos, given given his backstory. <laughs> I thought the uh, same thing. <laughs> but yeah, I thought you know, I, you know, Tony, he's just got gizmos. You know, I, none of that does anything for me. But um, you know, see Spider Man drawn in. We had the tease of the spider sense with the hair standing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Doctor Strange was kind of he was the pleasant surprise in this movie for me. Agreed. As, we, as I broke away to come record this today, my family is watching Doctor Strange. Because, well, we got to watch Doctor Strange because <laughs> when we saw it initially, um, we, we just won't say what version of that movie I saw, <laughs> what language it was in. 
we'll just leave it at that. And it was like so the <laughs> the um the scale or whatever of that movie. Plus, I'm really not a big fan of the character too, so I wasn't that hyped for that movie. Uh, and so now I'm like, oh, okay, we need to go back and watch it, you know, to kind of put some sense on who the character is. And yes, he comes off great in this movie through every single scene. Uh, and also to see how freaking powerful he is, you know, I don't think that right. really showed as much in the, in the single part of the movie. Uh, what about this scene in New York, uh, Sandman? Um, very good, very good. The, um, starting with Doctor Strange was a, a very good move, in, in my opinion, because like you said, we get this uh, finally get a sense of how powerful he really is. And uh, the Doctor Strange movie, he was just beginning. The, that was his origin story, of course. So he was not at the full strength like he usually like is in the comics. And you get to see just a taste of that here when they're fighting. Um, the two of the Black Order show up, and um, with uh, Spider-Man and um, uh, Iron Man in his uh, bleeding edge armor, which is I believe is supposed to be one of his most powerful armors with the nano, nanotech, whatever it is. And that was straight out of the comic book. I mean, I'm going to be saying that a lot during this review, but uh, uh, it's like another mini fight in New York. I mean, they're, they're going at it uh, <laughs> toe-to-toe with each other. Uh, freaking, how, how badass it was, um, uh, now I forgot his name, uh, Ebony Maw. With the yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was probably the best of the, uh, the four of the Black Order. Uh, very good scene, you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was too. My wife's like, "Who's the dude with no nose? Like, who is he?" <laughs> like, stop talking. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why um, so yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. I, you know, I like Tony's nanotech armor or whatever. It, I mean, it's fine. I don't like the producing like the shield or whatever. Uh, and I think not necessarily it's not cool. It's just like okay, you know, whatever. And um. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. Uh, all the stuff with Peter, all the stuff with Spider-Man is very cool to me since Homecoming. I know it wasn't as a big fan for some as others, but like, I mean, that dude just plays Peter Parker and Spider-Man so freaking well. I, I love it. Right I out. love it. Yeah. 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 I, he's just right out the comic. All right. So we shift from space to New York to back to space. And I know the Russos are going to get some uh, some crap about their loving of block letters of where people are, like they did in Civil War. <laughs> Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> we go from there. And I think the, the tag-in is space. Uh, yeah. As they're going through space, we get the Guardians there. I think Rubber Band Band was the song that's playing. Uh, lots of humor there. As my, one of my notes here was, like, they had, like, a little mini movie for all the characters. And then as Thor gets introduced into this scene, it was like the Thor from Ragnarok, not from the first two Thors. Like he's like, Oh yeah, I'm funny. I'm powerful as hell, but I'm also very funny and I can make my jokes or whatever. And that scene is a throwback to the Easter egg at the end of guardians two, where Thor winds up on the ship and then he winds up with the guardians. And, you know, again, just lots of back and forth and laughs and how strong he is and, you know, everybody loving him and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> was it getting too jokey for you, Brother Beavis, in that moment? Because for me, it was, it was getting very close to the line. Yeah, I think the one thing they did was they, when you had a particular collection of people on the screen, they did a good job of capturing the feel of those characters in their own movies. And mm-hmm. so they shifted between what felt like a Doctor Strange movie into what felt like a Guardians movie into what felt like a Thor movie. And so... Right. Right. You know, I, I think at some point you have to come to term with uh, the fact that it's going to be quippy. Like, I think Drax had some fantastic lines, like when he was like, 
it looks like a, a pirate had a baby with a, with an angel. And, you know, <laughs> like, he had, like, ridiculous lines, but he, like, served no real purpose in the movie. So I think at some point you just have to come to terms with the quips. I think that's probably, like, uh, the biggest thing you can call out the Marvel Cinematic Universe for. And I did read something where, like, the one of the issues I had with it, um, and I thought it was just because of the volume in the theater, because I go to the ghetto theater, um, yeah. and like after like there would be a funny line, people would laugh, and you couldn't hear the next round of dialogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah and some exactly. of that is well, yeah. Some of that is like they're not, they haven't built that into the movie. Like they, you can't stack dialogue on top of a quip. So, but I, yeah. I think mm. the Russos are not Taika Waititi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's where that comes about. But yeah, I thought you know it, it is kind of what it is at this point. Uh, I think, like I said, it, they they shifted the tone to match the tone that comes before, and it makes it seem like, you know, like it's part of everything that's come before. Yeah, and I, yes. I get that sense, too. It's like this is a small Guardians movie now that has Thor making a guest appearance. And, you know, it, it, I thought it was fine. I had the same problem, too. I was like, yeah, people are standing on jokes um, by laughing, and, you you know, you miss something that comes behind it. Um, so I had that same thing, too. Like, all right, what did they just say? So, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, but I thought it was a decent scene that wind up having to split up the two teams as Thor is on the lookout for a weapon to kill Thanos, and uh, the other Guardians are off to go look for, um, to get uh, retrieve the Reality Stone from the Collector. Again, a throwback to uh, the original uh, Guardians movie as well. I mean, it, I, you know, back when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out, there was all this talk about, well, do, do you have to see the other movies, mm-hmm. you know, of these Jersey trilogy or whatever to make sense of it? And they're like, no, you don't have to. But you really kind of did to kind of get the joke. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and this is here too. You could show up to this movie and it could entertain you. But to really get the, the depth of what's yeah. happening there, you really need to have seen all the movies, right, Sammy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if you've been with the Marvel Cinematic Universe from the very beginning, you are rewarded through all these um, other movies and these big payoff Avenger movies at the end, you understand these little quips and these little, um, um, little uh, moments and props, like the phone that Tony uses to call Cap originally. And, uh, you get that from Civil War. Uh, you got, I mean, you've got a lot of these situations, so you get the full playoff if you uh, stayed with it this long. Yeah, if you're a, a, a huge fan of it, you're rewarded for it. And that's a good feeling. I mean, you don't necessarily have to, see everything, but you are rewarded for doing it. Yeah, there's going to be a huge, yeah, there's going to be a huge throwback here as we come through one of these things here in a moment. Uh, But yeah, so we switch from space and then we go out to Scotland, I think, uh, where Wanda and Vision are um, having their moment. Uh, He is evolving, I think, as Tony threw back. And so he's really, you know, kind of almost in his, not almost, he's in a human form at this point as they're trying to figure out what their relationship is as he's gone offline to try to, you know, have this whatever relationship he needs to try to have with Wanda. Um, and then we get an appearance of two other members of the Black Order, uh, Proxima Midnight, who I think is pretty freaking awesome in this thing. And as that, Corvus Dave, Grave or something Blade. like that. Yeah, good yeah, Blade. Yeah. yeah, so, and then they show up. There's a battle scene with them. And then when they think they have the drop on them, we get the reappearance of Cap, Black Widow, and the Falcon. And uh, I don't know about in your theater, but when Cap steps out that shadow, people were like, <laughs> it, erupt. it was an eruption. Yeah. Yeah. People went nuts. And, you know, you get a good fight scene there. Um, and, you know, they run them off. 
And, you know, yeah, just a really, another really cool scene. Again, I guess this is just going to be like, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, too. Um, so, I mean, again, say, Brother Beavis, the return of Cap, and, you know, really the, the Winter Soldier crew. Yeah. I was like, that sting in the Raptors, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, this, the, the setup fight, this is one of the few times they have, like, the fight in the dark that you can't see what's going on and people are flying around. Was, yeah. You know, the, the initial fight with the Vision and Corvus Glaive and, and Proxima Midnight Scarlet, which is probably one of the worst ones in the movie, just because it's it's so fast, you can't really see what's yeah. on. Yeah. But then yeah. when Cap comes out, it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he grabs that spear and it's just like, yep, well, y'all had somebody's ass. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's your ass. Yep. Well, you had your shot. You should have. You know, you should have. You should have finished it then. You. Oh well. And so yeah, just a great scene. Uh, you know. And again, I love the fact that they have those three together because again, that's a throwback too to Winter Soldier. You know, because right. they're the three. You know, they kind of fought together initially in that movie. You know. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, my wife's like, "Well, why is she blonde?" I'm like, "I don't know. Does it really matter right now?" <laughs> you know? I mean, She's had a different you know? hairstyle in every movie. Yeah, and yes, I mean, that's very true. She's evolving too, just like <laughs> just like that. So they pick up themselves and then they decide to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they decide to go home. Uh, they have a Quinjet and they've decided to go home. So they pick those two up and they head back to uh, the Avengers uh, mansion or the compound or whatever. All right. So we switch from there and then we go back to space. I think uh, um, where. We're going back so. to space. My note says reality stone, like the scene with the reality stone. Yeah, nowhere. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I they think. go to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they head out to nowhere uh, with its um, the Guardian, Star Lord, Gamora, uh, Drax, Drax and, and Mantis. And Mantis. And they head out that way to nowhere to go to the collector, and the collector's there, and they think what they're seeing is, you know, um, Thanos taking that from him, but it's really, he's already been there. He's just created this reality because he knew Gamora was going to show up. Now, prior to them getting there, there's a scene between Gamora and Star-Lord where she's like, look, if I ask you to, you're going to need to kill me. He's like, what? Like, yo, I need you to promise me that you're going to do that. And so we get there. There's this scene between the two of them, and she asked him to kill him. He won't do it. Thanos is like, you know you know, do it. And he's like, all right, finally he's going to do it. And then he uses, you know, whatever thing to turn his his, his, his blaster into bubbles or whatever. Bubbles, yeah. And, yeah. And Thanos is lying. He's like, I like him, or I like you, or whatever. And then he, <laughs> takes her off. he takes off with her, and it's gone. And the reason that he has kidnapped her is because he believes that she knows where the soul stone is, uh, which is going to be a throwback to, uh, to Guardians 2 as well in a scene coming up. Uh, but yeah, so there's that, and then we have Thor on his quest with Rocket and Groot uh, on his quest to create a weapon that can defeat Thanos. Um, I, I, I'm kind of going to jump ahead a little bit here. Um, when they were, when uh, he makes the that new hammer, we'll give the name later. Uh, uh, I had a hammer in my pants. That's all I'm going to say. I had half a stock. I was like, yo! And it's so funny watching the movie, because I'm with my wife and my kids, 
I'm watching the movie and my wife, you know, she knows who these people are and the characters or whatever, but it's also like she doesn't get like the comic book aspect of any of this stuff. Right. So right. Like, you have no idea how like of a big of a nut this is. Like this is huge and this is just huge. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we get that scene, we get to what I like about what I like about the nowhere scene is you get like the first taste of he's he does things like Thanos does things in different ways. Like he uses the reality stone, not only to trick them into setting them all up, but he basically deconstructs Drax and Mantis. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the, my complaints against a lot of these movies is the villain or the conclusion just becomes hit harder. And to see Thanos <laughs> like throughout the movie, just like use his powers in constantly differing ways. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, that was really cool to me. Yes. Also, they took a lot of that straight from the book, too. I mean, one thing I love about Marvel is they really do try to put as many uh, things from the books into the story if they can in a way that makes sense. So, you know, and that continues here. Very well done. And uh, Tyrion makes an appearance there as well. Um, you know, I know everybody's like, oh, Peter right. Dinklage's movie. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is in the movie. I was like, all right, we're finally going to get Puck. We always thought he was going to be Puck in X Men Days And he wasn't Puck. I'm like, come on, man. Is this guy? I mean, you know, it's a terrible thing. They were like, well, you're short, so you got to be Puck. Um, but, yeah, I, so I don't know. But, no, he's not that. But we'll come back to it. Uh, but as, they're, as the Avengers get home and they feel, realize and kind of finalize of what's going on and especially with this reality stone and what to do or not reality stone uh the mind stone and what they're going to need to do with vision they have to make a decision on how to get this out and so there's a great scene as they go back to the mansion where again throwback scene to civil war where uh i'm gonna call him william hurt uh what's his name ross Uh, somebody yeah. yeah general ross is there really ticked off and pissed off that they show back up and they're doing it on like the, you know, like as a, a go-to meeting on a blue screen or whatever. And they just have this little bit of argument and Cap drops to, you know, you waiting for forgiveness. He's like, I'm high past, like asking for forgiveness or permission, essentially. Like I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And which is a totally badass scene for that. And then finally Rhodey realizes that he messed up by signing the accords and he's back on this, you know, kind of dark Avengers team as well. I mean, just, a really cool scene again, uh, which is going to lead to another cool scene where they're like, well, we don't have the equipment to be trying to get this thing out of his head. So Stoney's like, or Cap is like, well, I know where we could go if they could do it. And so we throw it to Wakanda. Uh, so yep. we head back to Wakanda with big block letters as well. Um, yeah, another eruption of applause, by the way, from the crowd. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then they go and they do this scene where they go pick up the White Wolf or Bucky or uh, Winter Soldier, Winter however Soldier. His arm has been tricked out with some uh, whatever you want to call it, it some Wakandan, <laughs> you know, uh, vibranium or whatever. It looks completely different. And his line is, like, perfect. He's like, where's the fight? <laughs> he's, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, on its I've way. Been, yeah. Man, I've been here. I've been here all this time. I've been eating good. My hair got some shea butter in it. Uh, I, I learned how to holler at black chicks. Like, life is good. So if you're coming to me right now with this, this yeah, where's the fight? And he's like, it's, it's on its way. Um, so it's another, just a cool, cool line. Uh, and so then as um, Thanos has kidnapped his daughter, Gamora, 
you know, we get this throwback scene to, you know, how she wound up coming in his, uh, in his ward, essentially, as his was, you know, cleansing her, her planet, and he kind of adopted her on, and, you know, she never really liked it, but she did whatever she had to do to kind of, you know, survive this whole thing, which it tried to give the movie an emotional center, um, for a scene that's going to be coming up, but, you know, I, I think a lot of us knew that just from the Guardians movies, right, Brother Davis? It wasn't like it was anything new. They just showed it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. That was, this was some of, kind of felt a little bit forced, but yeah. And it also felt like they were trying to find ways to sort of slow the movie down. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, when they when they did the particular scene where he, like, splits the population in half and kills one side and leaves the other, I mean, I think that mm-hmm. sort of, really kind of underscored and demonstrated his whole MO and I thought that was cool. And I mean, they're, they're just, they're trying to add layers to the, the character at this point. Yeah. And this thing makes sense as we're going to talk about the one that's coming up. Like it was just like, okay, I, I, you know, I already heard about that, but maybe the people needed to see the visual for this. The runtime wasn't that long. I heard people no. complaining about it. It was shorter than freaking civil war and some of the other ones. I'm like, why are y'all complaining about the runtime? I think it was like two seventeen. And Civil War is over two and a half. I mean, I was like, mm-hmm. it, didn't, it didn't seem long at all. Um, no, admit, yeah. You know, it got through each beat very, very quickly. Um, so, yeah, so there's this scene there. And then for her to actually confess to where the Soul Stone is, he brought in his other daughter, uh, Nebula. Nebula. He had captured her, and he is torturing her. And he brings Gamora there to see, you know, like, look, tell me where it is. He's like, I don't know where it is. I promise and swear, you know, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye. I don't know. He's like, hey, access this memory file. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Red-handed. So, yeah, and then a call back to Guardians 2. Well. I think technically she said, I never found it. And then what she got yeah. busted on was, I found the map to it, and I burned it. She burned it. So technically, yeah. technically, she didn't find it. But she yeah. knew where it was. Technically, <laughs> Thanos wasn't playing that. It was like, now that you've been lying to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was not a good look um, for her. It didn't really work out. Uh, so, yeah. So, they wind up having to go to some named plant. Uh, they go to, where do they go? I can't Formier? Remember I've never heard Formier, of it. Formier, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they go to Formier to go get the soul stone and... You know, they get there, and they're greet- greeted by this mysteriously hooded character who's mm. talking to them, and it's just like, oh, okay, you know, blah, 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 blah. And when he drops his hood, and it's the freaking Red Skull, dude, I about jumped out the chair. I'm getting goosebumps telling the story right now. And I'm like, yo, are you for real? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's a super-duper callback. He tells the story of touching that stone and getting pulled out into this thing, which also leads open to so many other possibilities, by the way, for movies moving forward. But a whole other podcast. So, you know, what about the return of the Red Skull? Brother? It was awesome. It was shocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And again, it, it's, it's like, like Sandman said, it's your reward for having watched Captain America all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they I, didn't have to do it. And the fact that they didn't just make it somebody new, but they actually, you know, used that character to, to tie it all together. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great, yeah, and it's a great scene, too, you know, as it's like, hey, you know, it's a soul for a soul. You have to make a sacrifice. 
And it, you know, and again, we'll pull back to the ending with this. You know, Gamora's like, you don't love anything or whatever. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you suck. You're not gonna be able to do anything because you don't love anything. And he's like, well, those tears. And he's like, oh, yeah. they're not for him. Yeah, yeah. she was the only one that didn't get it, and it was like, well, and she, yeah. you know, she's laughing. It's like, how oh, you you can't get the stone. You don't love anything. And he's mm-hmm. when he turns around and he's crying. I kind of thought that's what was going to happen anyway. And when I saw mm-hmm. the tears, I was like, oh, come on, run, yeah, <laughs> run, girl. Not that you bitch, you gotta run. Yeah, yeah, and she just didn't get it until the last second. I was like, oh lord. <laughs> so yeah, that was a, was that was thinking, a powerful scene, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I was thinking they were going to somehow put death into this thing somehow. I thought um, they would. You know, I was like, maybe this is when, I, when the, the hooded figure showed up first, I was like, oh, it's going to be death. And which That's would make sense, first. you know, based on the comic books or whatever, like, oh, okay, it would make sense. But having, you know, it's kind of a weird character to have anyway and to introduce, especially her being a lady and him loving her, like, it's weird. So I'm like, okay. And then I was like, oh, the red's cool. So I, yeah, I, I, uh, I was, I was so hyped at that point. Um, it was really hard to contain me. And then he tosses her in. He gets the. He wakes up from whatever, and he gets the soul stone. And you know he's you know on his way to completion of this whole thing. I mean, just and again, you're at that point. You're literally only like an hour into this movie, and so much crap has happened. I, it's just a ton like, of stuff. Yeah. I mean, just a ton. I mean, you have, and you're saying that they tried to slow it down, brother Beavis. I don't know if there was anything that they could to slow it down. Yeah. I mean, it just. Just, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was just a lot going on. Uh, so, uh, the Avengers make it way to Wakanda. There's another joke in there, which, yeah, I think Brother B was alluded in our text chain. Like, man, they probably wish they could take back that Starbucks joke with a toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they make it there. Uh, Sherry gets to work and to try to get the stone. You know, they're trying to save, did the stone out, but save who Vision is as a person, android, robot, friend, or whatever. And they've come up with this way to do it. It's take like trillions of lines of code or whatever, uh, but they don't really have that kind of time as, you know, these things drop from the sky with an army of, man, I don't know what those are. I'm sure they're in a comic book somewhere. Has anybody got the I, name? Yeah, of they're outriders. Out were they Chitauri? They're not Chitauri. Well, I don't know. Not it looks like Satari. Uh, are, are you talking about the aliens on the panel? The dog-looking things. No, the dog-looking things that the, came. The, yeah, those, those are called the Outriders. They're like Thanos' okay. beast army or whatever. I guess they are in the books somewhere. That's what I've heard anyway. Okay. I haven't seen it. But, yeah, okay. it's in the books, yeah. Well, so then we get a huge callback for, you know, all the, you know, the tribes for, you know, in Wakanda, you know, most – most importantly, you get M'Baku back. I mean, that's basically what anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically it. And I don't know if anybody really cared about the other tribes, uh, but you do get M'Baku back. And, you know, basically they set up this line of defense to protect Shuri while she works on this to get the Mind Stone out of Vision. Um, and, you know, so you get, you know, you get, finally you get the big bad battle. And I think as we were talking about this movie leading up on the Marvel Hacks and other podcasts, like, I think there was a, a fear about the, the search for MacGuffins, Brother Beavis. And mm-hmm. I think they handled it as well as you could with all the characters that were involved. Yeah, it, you know, they, I, it seemed like every, every particular one was done in a different way. And the fact that you had, like, the, the Space Stone was already out, or the Power Stone, whichever one was already out of the way, he 
technically gets the reality stone off camera. Uh, mm. You know, vision is a whole other story. You know, so the, the fact that each one of them was kind of different and just really just the outcome of a of a larger conflict, I think that helped to break it up. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, we, I mean, we, and, you know, we'll pause or whatever in the movie here to slow the podcast down, but we were, I think the three of us were very weary about going into this movie. I mean, if you listen to some previous podcasts before this, it was like, man, this movie's kind of concerning me. And But we also <laughs> fell for the okey-doke, too, because we, uh, the kids and I watched a trailer for that movie earlier today. I was like, there's so much crap in that trailer that's not in the movie, because they just, you know, they threw out all these freaking bones for you to chase, thinking that you knew something about it, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and, and whatever and uh, Hawkeye, yeah, oh, they're probably going to die, you know, because they suck anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, they just decided they didn't want to do this shit no more. Okay, next question. <laughs> I mean, it was that quick. You know, it was like, oh, okay, well, everybody had all these theories. And I did say this thing from before. I, was, I didn't want to use it too much in here. I, I, the, my original uh, undertag for the podcast was um, the Russos say, fuck your feelings, because they don't really care about <laughs> your feelings. And what the, but what they were able to do was do that in the complete opposite way that Rain Johnson tried to say fuck your feelings with the Last Jedi. He did it, and it made sense, and it worked. As opposed to a movie that mm, it had its moments, but it didn't necessarily make sense to tear down all the stuff that you had built up. So, right. I, I just you know it, I think I think it, what we said time and time again is you know you, you got a good villain, you respect the source material, things are going to go well. And I think that's it, actually that's I was thinking about what you just said in terms of the Star Trek, the, the new Star Wars movies. Like, you get a good villain? Mm, not really. I mean, Kylo's got his his business. Snoke was a waste. I mean, is yeah. there okay? But and do you respect the source material? No, no, absolutely no. not. You just took an entire, no. entire dump on it. But yeah. you know, aside from that, the other thing we say is like. Um, you know, a lot of times these movies aren't made for comic book fans. And I think that's mm-hmm. still true in one regard, but what this movie actually is, absolutely is, is made for fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And it gave Very you true. everything you could possibly want after watching the other movies. Yeah. Yep. I, I, yeah. And, and we have made fun of DC fans a lot on all of our various podcasting platforms. Um, the funny thing is that one of their go-to lines is, oh, this movie wasn't made for the critics. It was made for the fans. Okay. <laughs> you can make a really good movie also for fans. Exhibit yeah. Infinity War. We can make a very good movie that plays to our base, and it could also right. be good. And exactly. not just like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, this, is a, this movie is literally made for comic book people. Like, this is it for being loyal and sticking with this for 10 freaking years and 18 movies or whatever the hell it is. Like, this is for you. But it also is really good. And they took their time and, you know, exactly. made a, a solid movie as opposed to just throwing stuff on the screen. We are looking at exactly. Justice League. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look, dead in the face. Yeah, yeah real quick, like, we've said this before, Marvel played the long game. Now, they did, they had some planning, and they were lucky at some points. But when the opportunities came, they seized them, and they did the smart thing. All these other uh, studios trying to duplicate Marvel's success, they just want the payoff. They didn't want it weren't in for the the work to get there. And that's DC, that's Sony, really, and eh, Fox, and so many kind of, kind of, but not really. But 
yeah, they played the long game, and it's finally paid off with this. This is, has a chance to uh, challenge Avatar for the top spot, in my opinion. I think it actually might have a chance to do it. The thing I've been just laughing about over the last couple of days is, like, somewhere there's somebody who's working on, like, ten pages of script where Darkseed explains the anti-life equation to Superman, and somebody <laughs> knocks on the door and comes in like, uh... There's something you probably ought to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then the script just gets balled up and thrown in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kobe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, it's terrible. It, I, 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 all right. I, I imagine that we're, we're pausing out. We're slowing our podcast down. I imagine that two people, DC executive, sees those box office numbers and all the buzz, the Twitter, the, the all the hashtags. All, I imagine they see that and they're just like, how in the world can we even get just a sniff of that? Like, mm-hmm. not not full thing. Mm-hmm. It's not even possible to get that. Can we just get a sniff of what this is? And there's also DC fanboy, man, in his freaking basement. I see this shit, fuck Marvel, you know, whatever. <laughs> but also sad. <laughs> that they know that their movies are terrible and they just can't even come close to accepting it. I just It's just two freaking opposite groups of people, but really the same person at the same time. So, all right. Yep. Let's move on. We get to the battle on Wakanda here, and now the, the, the movie kind of splits in between two parts. You know, on Titan, uh, Thanos' home planet, you know, there's this whole scene, and we, I need to talk about this too, where, um, you know, it's Doctor Strange... Peter Parker, Spider Man, and uh, Iron Man, and then before they get joined by, and then they get joined by Star Lord, uh, Mantis, and Drax. But there's a scene where Doctor Strange, you know, is kind of going over all the possibilities of how this is going to end. And he's seen like fourteen million six hundred and five. My daughter remembered that fourteen million six hundred and five different timelines. And Tony asked, "Well, which one? How many do we win?" And he's like, "One, one." And it seems, <laughs> yeah, and it seems like a throwaway line, but I think it comes back here later. So we are on Titan for that. I got a, I got a couple takebacks. Like so, the fact that Spider Man just didn't beat all the Guardians of the Galaxy when they first encountered him is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like because exactly. I was having I was having Secret Wars flashback. I'm like, well, he beat all the X Men. There's no mm-hmm. way. Like the, the, the Guardians got way too much offense against yeah. Iron Man and Spider Man. I that agree. Was, That's that supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah, that that did bug me a little bit. Yeah, that that <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good throwback to for Secret Wars. Okay, there was that. You had another one. You said you had two. Well, there was one thing you're going to get into that I didn't pick up until the second viewing, where they they make the point that he has to like be able to close his gauntlet to be able to use the powers, and I didn't get that on the first watching. Mm-hmm. But then they have all these okay. tactics for keeping him from closing his fist. But that yeah, was their yeah. whole fight. Okay. Yeah, we'll get yes. to the fight here momentarily. So we have that on Titan, and then we have the Battle of Wakanda. And so the and those two parts switch back and forth. And then with the other part, with Thor finally getting the Stormbreaker, and uh, you know, with kind of keep calling it Tyrion, with Tyrion, you know, kind of helping him mad, and he has to, you know, get the the mechanism to start working again, so he can, you know, actually forge the weapon, you know, all those types of things. So very, very cool, you know, kind of in between those three areas as the movie is kind of moving on. So let's just take them before, let's do on Titan first, when he does finally get there, when Thanos does finally get there, you know, they have this scene that they've all set up to have this fight, 
uh, Dr. Strange greets him first, and then they do have this huge battle where they attempt to get the glove off of his hand. Um, and they actually know, it's really, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's really comic booky too. I mean, it's super comic booky in terms of Spider-Man, you know, coming in and out of dimensions and hitting him. And I mean, it's it's super comic booky. But they finally get Mantis on top of him on his shoulders to you know take his you know to kind of take his mind away. And you know, Peter Quill essentially just destroys the universe. Destroys like, the universe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> By getting in his feelings. So yeah, what yeah, he basically has the. He basically has the same scene like uh, Iron Man has in Super Bowl. Yeah. But he just yeah. loses himself, you know, in that mm-hmm. moment. And which I've seen a lot of uh, people debating. It's like, oh, all you have to do is, you know, uh, uh, not do that, not lose his mind. And it's like, well, just like when Iron Man, he has saw his parents literally murdered in front of him in that video. And he had his, his love uh, taken from him by this mm-hmm. monster literally standing in front of him. So... You can't say what you're going to do in that situation. So I do give them the benefit of the doubt in that in that uh, aspect of it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the irony is not lost on me that it's it's Tony trying to talk him out of doing exactly what Tony. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That's very yeah. Cool. I'm like, uh, maybe don't do that. So yeah, there's that scene. I mean, what'd you think of the the fight on Titan, brother? Yeah. Sorry. Like, the first half up to the gauntlet was cool. The second half was even better. And, uh, you know, as much as I'm not a fan and made a point of that, like, uh, got to give it to Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man, yeah. toe-to-toe. Iron Man showed out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even Thanos even says it. Yeah, it's like, man, yeah. my respect, Stark. I hope they remember you. And I was like, oh, man, that hit me. Yeah. You know, because I thought he was dead there. I yeah. thought that was it. Okay, so this is going to be one of the major deaths. And he yeah. manages to save himself. And, uh, and we talked earlier word. about like different tactics. He threw a moon at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it didn't seem far fetched. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if you tell that somebody's like, well, you know, the movie threw a moon at him. Like, what? But it didn't seem far fetched. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, yeah, well, he could do that shit. So he did it. Um, yeah, just a, yeah, just a really cool scene. Um, I thought, and then the stuff on Wakanda is very cool too. You know, you do get your, you know, mindless beast as they kind of run through the field, you know, through the force field. And then you get the Wakanda forever as they begin to fight, you know, and you get to see everybody, you know, kind of use off their powers a little bit here and there. Um, you know, just, I mean, just, uh, you know, overall, just a really cool, you know, kind of fight scene, kind of something really out of the Justice. I kind of was watching that. This was like the Justice League Unlimited cartoon where they're fighting mindless monsters and robots, and there's a thousand of them, and they're just, like, killing them here and there. Uh, mm. But yeah. they're getting run over uh, near the end there. You think all is lost. I did my one big whatever, and I'm sure there's a reason as to why they didn't do it, one, like the Hulk only makes his appearance to get an ass whipping, and then two, yeah. with um, uh, Bruce in the Hulkbuster armor. I, 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 somebody probably thought that was clever. I didn't. I thought it was like, eh, whatever. I mean, you could probably run the Hulkbuster armor remotely, even without him in it, you know. And so, no appearance yeah. of the Hulk. It's, how did that get you, Bobby? Yeah, it seems a little. I mean, I, I kind of get what they're doing. We got our Hulk up front. But yeah, I mean, it seems to me like we would have, we should have got a, and he hulks out of the armor and fights. But Hulk, you know, had got such a beat down at the beginning. I guess is the storyline. But I mean, I guess you could make a case of like if you're the biggest man, if you're the biggest boy in the world, and you just got beat, and then you don't know what you're doing. I get it. But at the same.
same time, the, this is like for the fate of the universe. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Okay. And everybody was waiting. It seemed like it was just a, a, an engineered plot point. Yeah, it was. I gonna say it, it seemed like somebody probably thought that was clever, and then at some point in time, somebody that makes a lot of money was like, "No, no, we're gonna do it this way." Okay. I thought the whole and, thing where his, you know, he he gets the Hulk face and Hulk. I thought that was dumb. I thought, when, yeah. you know, when Hulk comes out to talk to him, I think that I thought that was dumb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're in agreement yeah. on that as well. We're. I mean, I'm in agreement. But again, we share brains. So, all right. <laughs> Uh, so then we, yeah, so we have to, you know, go back and forth. And then when it looks like they're getting, you know, kind of run through finally and over, uh, Thor makes his appearance. You know, there was almost, a, I thought he was going to give the throwback line. That's a friend from work. But he's like, you guys are, that's your asses now or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny line. Um, yeah. And so then Thor, you know, kind of turns the tide of the battle, which he, of course, would do. And this was one of the things that I was like, you know, kind of finally. Because you see it a little bit in Ragnarok, and then you see it a lot more in this. Like, Thor is super-duper powerful. Like, he's a god for people. He's a god. Like, he's an elder god, yeah, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, I mean, he could, he could literally kill Thanos on his own, which he kind of did moving forward here. Pretty much. <laughs> like, I mean, we don't really – I mean, he doesn't need the Avengers, like, at all to do whatever he needs to do. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like that part of it. You do get the chance to see Scarlet Witch use her powers – um, who's also ridiculously powerful as well in the comic books. She could probably <laughs> take care of this on her own, but whatever. And, you know, it's just, you know, kind of this battle scene back and forth between them and whatever these dogs are. Um, yeah, this overall line was great. Why is she being there all the time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then you do get to see Proxima Midnight, you know, catch hands from Okoye and Black Widow, which is a pretty cool yeah. scene, too. That was a cool yeah, scene. I like, yeah. yeah, I like Midnight in that thing. She, I, I thought she was great. Uh, I'm pretty sure, except for her face, it was all CGI. And maybe even her face was, too. But I, I thought that was a pretty cool scene as well. Of course, Vision, you know, leaves the, the comforts of Shuri's lab to save Scarlet Witch. And um, he gets him out on the battlefield. And then that puts him open to whatever. Once Thanos does get the um, the time stone or whatever, uh, with after he stabs Tony, uh, with whatever he's stabbing with, I don't know. But he didn't kill him. We stabbing with his own Tony. weapon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all thought Tony was going to die. I mean, I think everybody kind of felt that that was going to happen, just based on the actor's age or whatever. And nope, think, didn't do and that's it. Another thing too is like you know they they teased this whole contractual situation. There's a new phase. You know the source material. So it really does feel like people could have meaningful deaths in this. Like it's not beyond the realm of imagining that. That Iron Man gets killed right there, and that's the end of him. Yeah, right. I mean, they they teased a lot, and they're gonna say we watched the trailer um, after we watched it the second time, and you know, there's that whole trailer scene that came up, and I think in both trailers where Thanos knocks the dog crap out of Iron Man and knocks him to the ground, you know, and everybody's like, oh, that's the end of Tony. That scene's not even in the movie. <laughs> no, it's not even in the movie. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's, it's just an Easter egg. Thing, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's not in the movie. The whole, well, well, think of that, 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 scene that right. running scene where that running yeah. scene where they're all running in Wakanda all together, all running behind. Them. Yeah, the Hulk's not even in the movie besides the oh, first that. part of the uh, the very first scene in the movie. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they've mastered the art of uh, deception. You can't trust anything you see all these Marvel uh, uh, previews anymore. 
So yeah, you can't do it good. Yeah. And you know what? But you're good. good. I'm them. not complaining. Yeah, good I'm for them. Yeah. You know what? Let people be surprised when they go to the movies. I mean, I'm, that's what I was perfectly fine with that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that was coming. I didn't know that was coming. Good. You know, maybe yeah. it's worth people's while. You know, how hard is it, difficult is it to freaking hide something that's happening in movies nowadays? You know, so good for right. them for filming those scenes to stick it to the fanboys. I'm perfectly fine with that. So the fact <laughs> that nobody, like, you didn't know who Peter Dinklage was going to be. Had nobody had any idea Red Skull would be in it. I mean, it's not at all. Yeah, that was out of left field. The too. whole what, what's up with Hawkeye? I mean, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, man, they they man, they know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, so uh, it he finally once he finally gets the time stone, Doctor Strange gives it to him to save Tony's life. Essentially, uh, there's a line there, and we're gonna talk about it here probably as we you know we're getting towards the you know what's next. You know, he's like it it was the only way. You know, and I'm, and I'll, I, yeah, and I, I think that's a tie into the fact that there was only one way that they were going to possibly win, and that was part of that scenario for what's happening. So he gets the time stone, he does his, you know, bamf and makes his way to Wakanda, and he gets there and he seeks out Vision because he needs that light, that mind zone. And we get this scene where he's there, people try to uh, come for him, it doesn't really work very well. Yeah, he starts beating, you know, everybody and throwing them off to the side. And when he finally does get there, you know, Scarlet Witch is in between him. Vision has told him, like, you know, or Scarlet, yeah, take that thing out of my head and destroy it or whatever. Don't worry about me. And she's holding off both of them, of both holding off Thanos and destroying the stone at the same time. And it's like, oh, we did it, you know, and it's destroyed. He's like, bitch, I got the time stone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he hits the DVR reverse button, <laughs> and so he goes back and hits that, and he gets the stone and rips the thing out of freaking Vision's head and leaves oh, a God. black and white corpse on the ground, which is a pretty stunning scene. Um, and, and can we give a shout-out to Vision? He took some L's in this damn movie. He just yeah, got to stand three to four times. He was, You know, he never could, like, use his powers because of the, the blade stopped his party phasing and it fucked him up for pretty much the whole movie. And then he gets his head basically ripped off at the end. <laughs> God, full vision. Yeah, yeah full like, vision, yeah. But it was a dope scene to get his head ripped off. It was. It was, it was, it was, the visual. Visual was awesome. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah. It was a great visual for us, but yeah, not so much for him. Um, so yeah, so once he has all the stones, um, it's like, oh, you know, I like the scene. He's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, all right, we won. And then, boom, freaking Thor yanks him, right, stabs him right through the freaking chest or whatever with his mm. new And it's just like, oh. Now, I'm Good sitting thing. there in this movie. Yeah, I'm sitting there in the movie thing, and I was like, dang, man. It's just going to, like, end. Like, cause you don't really see people get stabbed in the chest or whatever and be recovering. I was like, they're going to end this movie like that, and as Avengers 4 is going to be something completely different. Like, that's what's in my head at the time. Like, oh, okay, this is, you know, because you remember it was supposed to be Avengers Infinity Wars Part 1 and Part, part two. 1 and 2, and they, yeah. Yeah, and they, they took it off, it. Mm-hmm. and it's going to be something else. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And uh, no, because a snap of a finger, which is all over every trailer ahead of time and in that movie, and boom. And then we snap out, and, you know, you see Thanos in a different thing. You see the little baby Gamora that he met. Uh, in the throwback scene to earlier in the movie, and they have an exchange. It's like, well, did you do it? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, what did it cost? Everything. Everything. You know. <laughs> yep. And then we go back to the heroes, 
And then we get this part with the ending where I know a lot of people were, you know, emotionally disturbed by this because of what it is. You know, I'm emotionally invested, but I'm just like, well, this is a comic book movie, so I'm not like, <laughs> no, there were no tears being shed. And I'm like, oh, okay, so what's going on here? And then people just start dissolving. Dissolving. You know, just yeah. out of the air. Like, yeah, disintegrating, going into dust. You know, and it starts right off from the beginning, you know, with a couple of people, you know. So Sam goes, uh, Falcon goes. Um, Black Buck Panther. Goes. Yeah, yeah. Steve, and he's gone. Black Panther's gone. Um, um, so at that, tight. at that point, at that point, I had to get up and proceed to the closest exit in an orderly fashion. Because she thought. That'd be a throwback to our previous podcast. <laughs> 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 predicted Black Panther was going to die in the way. So we were talking about earlier. I was like, well, technically he wasn't wrong uh, because he <laughs> yeah. did kind of die. But they did. People I mean, came up out of their seats, and I was like, well, I'm no. at, least, uh, at least prepared for this eventuality. <laughs> 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 you had something to do with this shit. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they just start dissolving. Uh, Drax, uh, Star Lord, Mantis—they all, all the guardians, all the guardians, all the guardians, except, yeah. for, all the guardians. except for Rabbit. And, and, and Rabbit, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's on he doesn't go. Um, and everybody's gone. You know, there. Uh, the one that did get me a little bit was the thing with Peter and Tony. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, Peter that's got the one got me a little bit. Everybody felt that. Yeah, yeah, just scared kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's a sixteen, fifteen year old kid, and he's like, "Yo, yeah. Stark." You know, and they've established such a close relationship between the two of them. You know, across three movies now. So, um, yeah. So that one was a little bit rough, and we did we, we skipped over the Iron Spider part. This is how good had Marvel has it going that they could do Iron Spider and it not suck. Like mm, that's exactly. where they are because that it was actually costume, practical. Yeah, yeah, that costume and everything is absolutely terrible, and they were actually able to implement that into a movie, and it not suck. So, mm-hmm. well done. Um, so, yeah, so there's that. People start dissolving, and, you know, they're just left with nothing. And you're like, well, um, you know, I'm even looking at my watch or whatever, my phone to see what time it was, and I was like, well, all right. <laughs> that was the end of the movie, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> this is a throwback to my wife, you know, look at the end of the original Lord of the Rings. We've seen this two more movies. Hey, man, <laughs> what well, do you mean? When are they going to get to the volcano? Out? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it was just not a good look. Not a not a good look. It was just like, wow, dang, boom, oh, wow, this is it. You know, and then you roll your credits and, you know, We'll get to the, the, the tag at the end here. It was like, yeah, Thanos will be back. They didn't say nothing about the Avengers. Like, Thanos will be back. Yeah. Uh, and then you get our, our Easter egg scene where we get Nick Fury winds up going as well. And that's, he's trying that's to call out a real nervous. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they had to call out a distress signal. And when he drops his, like, communicator or whatever, it's, you know, for Captain Marvel, like her color sig or whatever. And he's like, oh, all right. Boom. End of movie. Uh, was there applause and standing up or whatever in yours, or were people just in dumb shock? Because mine was people were just in shock. It shock. was silence. It was shock. It was just yeah, yeah, just complete silence. People didn't know how to act at the end. And I've been seeing uh, videos on YouTube and stuff, and everybody pretty much has had the same uh, response. So, yeah, it, it was nobody expected that at all. 
You know, you know how for years, whenever we have a conversation about the middle chapter of a movie that's kind of down, and the instant mm. response is Empire Strikes Back? Yes. I don't, I don't right. think we're going to be talking about Empire Strikes Back anymore. That's the new one, yeah. That's the movie everybody keeps referencing. Yeah, I agree. I saw a lot of that, too. I saw a lot of that, too, and I get it. But And plus, you know, Marvel movies tend to end on an uptick. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to get you to the next movie. So, you know, we, you, you're already looking forward to that. And that's definitely not what they did. And it was, you know, shocking in that sense. And I'm just like, you know, to my kids and my wife, I'm like, no, there's another movie, Avengers 4, in May of next year. And like, which has already been filmed and is in the can, I believe. Like, I think it's done because they filmed them like together. So it's done. But we're just going to have to wait until whatever. So, you know, in terms of Marvel movies, in between there, we get uh, Ant-Man and Wasp or whatever sometime this summer. And then does Captain Marvel come out, like, in February or November of next year, something like that? Something um, like that. And, um, yeah, and then that, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then, and um, then that Avengers leads you in. Yeah, and then that leads you to the Avengers in May. So you, you just got to wait. And damn, they really got to make you wait on this. And whew, I mean, it, what a ride, basically. Like I said, this is going to be us just agreeing with this movie all over the place. Um, <laughs> not Like I said, not like for whatever. You know, I know female perspective was like, I didn't really whatever feel it. But she said it, too. She's like, I'm also not a fanboy. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that Hutch is, he, you know, he hashtagged damn Disney probably about a year ago. And, you know, just for the fact that he was, you know, close to superhero fatigue, about the movies, I, you know, some of them he hadn't even really seen yet. Like Age of Ultron kind of turned him off to the point where he wasn't even, you know, kind of watching them anymore. And, right. you know, he, Black Panther helped him out or whatever. They really liked that. But Hutch sent the text out, well, we, I think it was Friday after he had seen the movie, and Hutch put it in rarefied. For him to be as praiseful as a, of a movie as that was shocking to me. And I'm, I hadn't seen it yet. I'm like, what the frick is going on here? Yeah. Like, he's well. talking about this. <laughs> Like, this is insane because I'm not prepared for this yet. Um, so, whew, man, just, yeah, well, I was just waiting. <laughs> I was waiting like Saturday afternoon for your review. I'm sitting there like, so did he come or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, 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 it, it, you know, they hit roll credits and you, you got to wait the 20 minutes or whatever, get to the tag. And I'm like, when I think that's the first one I sent out to y'all, I was like, yo. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, it, you know, I'm waiting for all that to end. And then, you know, I'm going to talk about it with my wife and my kids or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, okay, okay. And so I'm trying to, like, get to this point. Like, I'm having a hard time believing what I just saw. You yeah. know, and they were like, the kids were like, oh, did you like it better than Black Panther? I was like, those are literally two completely different movies. Yeah, the yeah. Avengers was a yeah. comic book movie. Black Panther was a movie that had a comic book character in it. Yeah. Those are two different uh-huh. things. And so even like trying to rank it in terms of movies, it mm-hmm. makes it really difficult because it's a pure comic book movie. So it if you're is. talking to me about that, I'm like, as a pure comic book movie? Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely say it's right up there at the top. As you start to rank it with the MCU movies, when you put in a movie like Black Panther or Winter Soldier, that, you know, that are movies with comic book characters in them, you know, or, uh, you know, Hutch brings up the Dark Knight all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, it, 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 you can get to start playing with the numbers a little bit. But, yeah, it's a really good movie. Like, I mean, there's nothing about that movie that you're like, oh, man, it's so, I mean, nothing like that. So, 
I, I dare to say it, where does it rank in terms of your MCU movies, Sandman? I uh, texted y'all last night that after my third viewing of this, I might have to put this at the top spot now. I had a Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier as number one, and that's a movie I still love. Um, this, man, it's great. I I think I have to put this at number one. Now, but I deserve the right to move it around, but right now it's number one for me. Okay. You'd rather be Yeah, I think so. Civil War was like my number one, and I think, and because the action was so good, because the characters were so good, yeah, I think the the edge that Civil War has is it's such a Captain America movie, which is one of my favorite yeah. characters. But um, this, I mean, yeah, it's it's somewhere it's it's either one or two, and it, it you're right, it's it's a, it's a comic book movie and it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, and they did the finger snap of doom. You know, they had at least the guts for now to kill off half of their cash cows. Uh, and the biggest one of all, I mean, it's this, that was a, a bold, a bold movie to make. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, 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 so difficult for me to somebody to tell me like, Hey, there's a better comic, you know, comic book movie with MCU people than Winter Soldier. Like, it's just, you know, it's my go-to movie. If it's on FX, you know, there's no chance that I'm not watching it. I'm like, I want this shit on DVD. I can watch it without commercials. Eh, whatever. It's on. I'm going to watch it, you know. And <laughs> it's, so it's very difficult. And it's so difficult for me to move the original Avengers out of there because think of how much work that we got to get just to that original Avengers mm-hmm. movie. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, we were yeah. so hyped. I mean I, I mean, I remember conversations that we had back then when that movie came out. It was like, yeah. I, I can't believe they just made this movie. It was so freaking awesome. And, you know, how we went through Iron Man and Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Thor, and do, you know, uh, First Events. Like, we, they earned it so much. Yeah. But not That's only funny did they earn it, they earned it so much more with this one here. And the payoff was just equally good, if not better. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I would say these paid off even more on this one than the original Avengers. As as well as that movie came together, that ultimately was just another piece of this movie of uh, the payoff yeah. of this one. It's amazing. Yeah. I didn't think they could do it. I didn't. Either. I, th- I think the it's 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 incredible. It's crazy, like how they've been able to make they've been they hit a stretch where it seemed like everything was formulaic and they were just putting out product, but yeah. at other times just the, the risks that they've taken, like the fact that they made an Iron Man movie first, which is which was a marginal character, but they figured out that was probably the easiest one to make. The fact that they did, you know, they went all the way back to World War II for Cap, and then they went all the way to Asgard for Thor. Um, you know, making the Avengers movie, which, you know, was, you know, that wasn't an easy movie to pull off, you know, where you've, where you've done all your, your origin story move in other movies and now you're just doing the payoff. But, you know, it goes back to like how bold it was to make X-Men at the time, you know, when there wasn't things like that and there absolutely wasn't anything like this before now. Yeah. I just, I I don't know. I mean, I'm really at that point where I'm like, I can't, it's it's not, I mean, and I love talking with y'all about this or whatever, but I just, I don't know that I have enough words to describe how awesome it is. And that's yeah. basically it. And I just can't, 
Like, I mean, we're living in what a great time to be living mm-hmm. in, you know. Mm-hmm. I look at my kids or whatever. Like, you guys do not have to, had not had to suffer through such terrible freaking movies. Oh, that we were goodness. like, well, it's still kind of cool, but because it is Captain America that you were just happy to see him or happy to see Spider-Man with, yeah, you know, you would get terrible anything, on, yeah, anything on the on the on the screen. It was like, well, yeah. they got it on there. That was a, that was yeah. a, a triumph back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. look back at that. You know that Thor and Hulk movie that they made on NBC. Mm. You know, it's just oh awful. my goodness! You know, Electric yeah. Company, Thor and, Hulk and like, yeah, <laughs> Thor and Hulk and Ragnarok, or the Trial of the Incredible Hulk with that Daredevil. Oh my goodness! I mean, yeah. Lord have mercy. Do you realize how bad it was? Oh, and yes, to I come do. to this point now <laughs> and be like, yo, they just made a movie with Thanos in it and twenty nine other Marvel superheroes, and mm-hmm. it didn't like. It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel any way, shape, or form that it couldn't have happened. So, you know, Russo Brothers, well done. All the cheers, all the dancing, all the whatever. I don't know what these people got planned for Phase 4 and all this stuff. I don't know if they can keep this gravy chain going and start making us care about characters that maybe we didn't care about before, but bravo, (laughs) friends. That's pretty much all I have on that. All right, let's go back to the DC folks really quick before we start to wrap up. Oh, Lord. Uh, I just, I mean, just, if, I mean, again, if you're listening to this, you probably, yeah, I don't know where you feel about DC or whatever, but uh, my biggest takeaway of this, hold your studio to higher standards. That's yeah. basically what it is. That's really what it is. Hold them to higher standards. Don't accept the crap that they've been giving you and trying to convince people that it's good. Because if it was good, people would watch it and support it. And stop taking shortcuts to try to get to this point here. Y'all tried to make a Justice League movie without making it to this point. Like, you just were like, oh, well, they're, you know, it's Justice League. Accept it. No, you need to work for it. It takes many, many years. And it might take us a, a clunker here and a, maybe a great one here, whatever. Just... Just work for it, man. I, I would be super happy with the awesome Justice League movie. I, I don't know if I could be as happy as I am with this, but I would be perfectly fine if there was a good one. The one that they made wasn't good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're all clear. That was not a good movie. So, yeah. All right. Any other words, Brother D? What is, what is the DC fanboy take on this movie so far? Um, There was a tweet. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I had it there before we, I like the call started and I was just like really I can't believe that y'all are saying this junk oh you know what it's on my phone and I'd have to look it up from my phone so I don't want to do that um it was there was something out there like oh well oh no I saw one it was like oh Batman would have took out Thanos like that man I was like oh <laughs> Jesus <laughs> um. The ridiculousness of that statement just pretty much. You don't even have to say anything about it. Well, you know, if you're giving 24 hours, you know, he can do anything. So, uh, uh, you yeah. ain't got 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got 12 yeah. seconds. Yeah, and I saw something that some DC people was like, oh, well, the characters weren't really introduced or whatever. I'm like, well, y'all would definitely know what that is. Um, about that. <laughs> you know, but I guess... <laughs> But I guess maybe, you know, because of the Black Order, because, you know, maybe they weren't introduced. I'm like, okay. But, I mean, it's not like they didn't serve their purpose, right. you know, which was really just, you know, the kind of go-aheads in between their God. And 
they did what they were supposed to do. Like, I don't know that we needed a whole backstory on the Black Order. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, they could have made that movie and left Thanos for Avengers 4. They could have just did it with the Black Order, you know, at the coming of Thanos. And it would have made perfect sense. You know, Ebony Maul, they really made a freaking awesome villain out of him, you know, just based on his power set and his, you know, the way he, you know, carried himself. Like, he was able to work the mic to use in wrestling terms. You know, he's a cool <laughs> heel, you know. Yeah, and, he talk some shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you could have done that and then led to Thanos in Avengers 4. And it would have made sense. Um, so, yeah, yeah. just, uh, <sighs> yeah, nothing but praise. So, well, well done. Oh, <sighs> all right, so that'll wrap up our Avengers review. I told y'all this is going to be a <laughs> long best runner, man. We were, we were prepared. I, I look from a female perspective. Got the the, the text chain. She could have jumped on here and been like, "Well, it was this, that, or the other," and we would have talked about it and did it. But we didn't get to that point. So uh, I I'm very curious. I've seen some people that I know and respect on Twitter, and it's like I'm not sure if I liked it or not, or you know whatever. And these people I expect, and and, and I think the ending of that can like throw you off a little bit. It's like, man, I was not ready for that i'm not you know them 10 movies or 10 years of movies did not prepare me for what i just saw in that part and i can get that if you weren't you know you weren't ready for it so i i get it but uh for me i i got nothing i got no real bad words to say for that and that's very very as a comic book nerd who is awful critical of a lot of things um it's very difficult for me to be like yep no i don't have anything bad to say about this movie not really so all right man all right, so as we start to wrap up uh, the Avengers review, remember you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn app. Uh, I don't know, man. Just search Brothers Comics. You'll be able to find podcasts there. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all of that, and then some. Um, there you go. Hopefully, we're going to get back on these two guys out of Marvel Hacks. Hopefully, we got some seminal issues of comic books here to read. Uh, some landmark issues, I do want to get that in. It should work out this week because we're wrapping up uh, testing here for whatever I told you all about for my kids. So I'm, I'm getting close to my regular bail schedule. Uh, uh, you'll be able to find Sandman. Sandman, where they can find you, man? You can always find me at Sandman415 on Twitters. Uh, feel free to drop by and discuss. Yes, and uh, the Brother Beavers and the Ether. Uh, you can get me both, at yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. You can get me on uh, at, at Brothers Comics, B-R-O-T-H-A-S-C-O-M-I-C-S, at um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. You can find me on any of those platforms or whatever. Drop us a line. Tell me, like, hey, man, you're full of crap. This movie was sucky. You know, give me a good example. Don't tell me that Batman could have beat Thanos, though, because that's the easy way to get <laughs> muted and blocked um, very, very quickly. <laughs> so... We won't be doing those types of arguments because I'm way too old to be arguing with morons. So, uh, so yeah, that wraps it up. As the Avengers theme music takes us out, man, I get goosebumps every time I hear it. As soon as I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm good. I'm good. So as it takes us out, man, same man, tell the good people good night. Good night, all. Make mine marvel. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Brother Beavis, say good night to the people. I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, don't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see everybody go.
Uh, that's a throwback to another thing, y'all. Yeah, that's a brother beaver than I think. All right, we'll see y'all people on the other side, please. Peace.